Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Sure. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. clock here in the music city so you know what time it is time for the afternoon stretch here on nashville sports radio devil mckenzie zach williams here inside the strike and spare family fun center studio if you want to get involved we want to talk to you 615-844-5600 that is the number to jump in on today here till six o'clock got a good show for you Ari gerson coming up 425 talking about Vandy men's basketball and the win over Kentucky. I mean, no one saw it coming. Maybe Blake Lovell talked about it on the show yesterday that that could have happened, but I digress. And then going on later, Michael uh, Gallagher, first time on the show. He's going to join us from the uh, uh, Nashville Post talking Preds. It's just more, more, more drama. That's going to be in the five o'clock hour, five twenty-five to be exact. It is a, it's cold in the studio. What's going on here today? Why is it so cold in the studio? Turn that off. Well, we have an air conditioner in here, but it's cold everywhere. I, this studio is never that cold. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I, it's cold for me especially because the like we have the air conditioning unit in the window, and whenever it's on, it just it it hits nobody but me. <laughs> so I'm over here for you know like the feeling whenever you get like inside after like being outside it's super cold mm. and you can like barely text because your finger like everything's cold and it's slow. That's like me on the board half the time <laughs> just freezing cold. Trying it's to like arthritic hands. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, it's cold in here. I don't know. Bruno's been not here for two days and I guess maybe we're too used to his body heat inside the room. Uh, who knows? Who knows what's going on? What a crazy day in Nashville. First off. Dude. But right, like just Hated a crazy it. day. So you had to deal with this. I didn't deal with it because I'm past it. Look, 29 years old. March 19th is right around the corner. I am going to be 30. All right. I'm knocking on 30. I quit the days of going downtown Nashville outside of like SEC tournaments coming up. I'll be there for that. UFC fights if they ever do come back to Nashville, stuff like that. Sporting events, right? I don't go and do all the young, hip guy stuff. You know, I got baby on the way. I'm going to be a dad. I got a wife at home. I, I got other priorities, right? Like, my life's changed, and I love it. But I see the 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 message that goes out today in Nashville uh, from Morgan Wallen, who I got to see before he got famous. Before he got famous, I don't like to, you know, I'm not even a big, like, concert goer or anything. But the Titans, uh, they have a, it's a fundraiser kind of deal every year. And this was, I think it was 2019. I think it was 2019. It might have been 20, 2018, but uh, it was Taste of the Titans, is what they call it. And you know, they get they get all the celebrities there, and uh, like like Plaz was there. I saw Plaz there. It's actually where I first met Plaz was at that place. Um, but <laughs> Morgan Wallen was the music performance. The, a person who was supposed to be the music performance, but for some reason didn't work out. That I didn't even realize who I was standing next to. At the time, we just knew him as Yodeling Kid, right? Oh Remember the Yodeling God. Walmart Kid? Are you kid? kidding me? They let you like go out on the field, but they took you in like groups. Like you couldn't just all jump out and go on the field. So they took you in groups. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, why is this little kid got a cowboy hat on? Oh my God! <laughs> it was that Mason, uh, whatever his name is, the peak fame. Like he would. This was like peak yeah. Walmart Yodeling Kid. You know what I mean? Like he was turning around that doing was, his little spin and everything. Th- yeah, that that craze was insane. I mean, he was uh, on top of the world. Oh, I mean, it's like now Hasbulla. 
Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a way. Uh, but uh, anyway, all the same, the musical guest was Morgan Wallen, and I remember it was Mike Keith brought him out and said, uh, you don't know this guy now, but you're going to know him everywhere soon. And flash to now, 2023, March 2nd, after he's been canceled once before, right? Uh, free tickets go out downtown Nashville, and it is mayhem. I mean, a free show, first off, at Bridgestone. How awesome. One of the best venues that you could possibly play at in the country, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, just And see things. Go and be a fan at. But wrapped around Bridgestone. Twice. Twice. Not once. <laughs> They had free tickets, and they were gone in an hour, basically. Yeah, they're pretty much gone now. Yeah, no, they're gone. No, Bridgestone came out and said, there's no more. Sorry. It is filled. Yeah. This free show was given away instantaneously, and people were there for it, man. So the background of it was Morgan Wallen is going on tour this summer, and he released all the tour dates, and Nashville wasn't on there. So naturally, people of Nashville were like, hey, man, what are you doing? This is where you should come. Does make way too much sense. So anyway, Morgan was like, you know what? All right, whatever. Shut up. I'll I'll come to Nashville and I'm gonna do it this weekend. Uh, go to Bridgestone right now and get your tickets. So anyway, I wake up to seven text messages from one person that says, "Hey man, what are you doing? Get up. I need a favor." And I'm like, "All right, like what's going on?" So I see Morgan <laughs> Wallen's thing, like a, a tweeting about it. You know, go to Bridgestone Arena. Tickets open up at ten. They're free. They'll sell out. Get there quick. So I text back and I'm like. Hey man, no chance I'm doing. It. Like, there's no way I can do that. It's nine. It's it was nine oh eight when I got that text and woke yeah. up, and I was like, that line's already gone. Like, it's gone. Like, those tickets are gone. There's no chance. He was like, dude, I'll give you fifty bucks if you give me two, if you give me two tickets. And I was like, that's gonna pay for parking. Yeah, I gotta sit in line for four hours. <laughs> By the way, I wonder how much those are getting scalped for right now. I saw one for eight hundred dollars on Facebook Marketplace. Free concert. That's people are paying. 800 bucks for. I mean, and it's probably going to get more than that by by showtime tomorrow. I can't imagine. How, by the way, too, Bridgestone is a national tour spot, right? Oh. Like, that's a big spot. You have Predators games going on. You have Cirque du Soleil or whatever. You know, the, that's, what, that's what Bridgestone brings in. How the hell did Morgan Wallen, on, on a drop of a dime, get stage time to not only – do his set, which he said was going to be all acoustic, mm-hmm. but to also just be ready to give out tickets, all that kind of stuff. How are they going to? How did that happen? I, I haven't even thought about it. It feels like Fire Festival, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> imagine. I it mean, just it's doesn't good. show up. Yeah, oh yeah. He's like, oh no, I can't make it. Sorry, everybody. April Fools. And he's like, no, it's next month, Morgan. He's like, oh darn. I'll I, write a song about it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be surprised. <laughs> no. It, I mean, it, it was pandemonium. I remember, uh, I don't know what account tweeted it, but it was like a professional account that had to do with this event. They tweeted at like 12, like noon. And they're like, hey, if you're not in line now, you're not getting tickets. Yeah, no, no. It was, it was insane. There was plenty of people that waited in line and didn't get tickets. I thought it was hilarious that Morgan Wallen tweeted out and he was like, we're going to give the tickets away from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Thursday and Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got time. Yeah, they, no, he... You can't get there Thursday. Just just come on down Friday, idiot. How famous are you? How famous do you know you are? You know what I mean? So dumb. And let alone a, a free Morgan Wallen concert that's going to be all acoustic. I can't imagine it's going to be much lighting. I don't know. Hey, shout out to him. That guy's famous as crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy is really famous. He's got some good songs. Pretty sure he was the like the number one earning artist is he really? on tour last year. Golly. 
That's insane. Yeah. No, he's good, man. I remember uh, listening to him play Up Down on his guitar. Um, Taste Titans. Oh, I'm a big Morgan Wallen fan, but like, even if I hadn't got that text, no chance I'm doing that. No. no Are you chance. kidding? I, how do you even like – I'm thinking about from Hendersonville. Like, no. I have a problem getting to here sometimes. I can't imagine trying to get down to, you know, like actually drop my car. What am I going to do? I got to pay for parking yep. and then walk over. No. No. I'm not doing that. I'm not, and then wait. For a number of hours. To listen to a guy that I, I frankly probably sounds better on a CD or, or on my on my phone. That's how I think concerts do. A lot of people hate me for that thought. I think every concert sounds better in my house with my sound system and my own bathroom right next to me than any concert I could go to. I've been to one concert, and it was one of the better experiences of my who was it? Life. Who was it with? The Weeknd. The Weeknd. <laughs> yeah. I swear it was I, it was in, it was in Columbus, Ohio, 2017. This is before he was like an insane star, and I got oh he was pretty big in 2017 though. He, he was big. He was, but I've like the so the seats that I got at the time were not pit like seats. It was the section right above that, in like in the front. Mm. I paid 150 a piece for them. Those right now are probably pushing four or five hundred. Golly, uh, that's great. Well, I hate it for you that you can't. Go to Mark Morgan Wallen tomorrow. I'm not upset at all. I want nothing to do with that. <laughs> sorry street. you didn't make 50 bucks from your buddy. And really, sorry you didn't pay. Money. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say. You would have lost, <laughs> lost money. Hey, I'll give you 50 bucks. Go get these Morgan Wallen tickets. Uh, man, that's hilarious. Uh, last night, if you missed it, you missed it. I mean, that's just that's just the end of it. You missed it. Vandy, we've been talking about this for a little bit. Uh, Bruno here or, you know, with, uh, Blake Lovell on, of course we had Blake on yesterday. We, we had been talking about Vandy and Kentucky leading up. I can't remember what game it was that we were circling the wagons on that. We start saying, okay, it might've been after Tennessee. Um, or no, it was after Auburn. That's what it was. It was after Auburn. After they beat Auburn, I started saying, Hey, if they could do this, you start looking at their schedule. There's two tough games on here. Left was Auburn. They won that one. And then Kentucky at Rupp, right? And Blake came out and said it very frankly to us. That Kentucky game is big because it's going to be a tough game for them. But they really got to beat LSU. They really got to beat LSU. Well, they don't beat LSU. All hope kind of feels lost. They beat Kentucky last night. Amazing game amazing game I mean one of the one of the main things that we talked about with Blake is how uh, uh, not having one of their stars the next time and then getting him back today uh, or yesterday that is for the game and then he goes out within minutes of the game starting basically and then they still find a way to do it is amazing that was I mean when they lost Robbins it was because what I think he played four minutes is what his actual total was and that was the whole story is they're going to actually have, they're going to have Robbins this game. They're going to have Robbins. They have a fighting shot. Well, you lose them. You feel like it's just over. Uh, but Martin just, I mean, absolutely having a tremendous game. Uh, I'll say that, or sorry, not Martin, right. Uh, right. Having a tremendous game and putting up 23 Jordan, right. in that one, just in a tremendous game from that, for that young man. Uh, I, I will say this though. I understand a lot of the Vandy fans out there right now who are pissed off. I, I do get it. I, I I completely get it. 
the net rankings and, and Blake Lovell, I, I love Blake so much. I love following him on Twitter. I love looking at his replies. People hate the net because it makes zero sense. It really does make zero sense with how these rankings are submitted and how these win losses. But if you look at Vandy's non-conference early schedule games, I get it. Everybody keeps pointing out they lost to Grambling. They lost to Grambling. Yeah, I get they lost to Grambling. You know what Grambling went on and did? They went and won the swag. That's what they went and did. It's nothing. I get they lost. Yeah, you had them lose, uh, you know, to Virginia and uh, I'm forgetting who else. I think it was Arizona State maybe. I can't remember which one they lost to. But all the same, they they lost some. They were pretty decisive losses. And, and some people, uh, you know, jumped out and was like, oh, you know, they, Grambling's bad. They're a bad team. No, they're not. They're a consistent 20-win team in college basketball. That's good. That, and you look at you look at a lot of the teams that they lost to. A lot of those teams won their conference. Vandy had a tough non-conference. Whether anybody wants to admit it or not, they did. The net rankings do not shine that kind of light out. A lot of people are mad. I understand it. I, I'm kind of confused myself. How do you win against Kentucky on the road? What were they ranked? 23 last night, I think. And you win at Rupp. And you go up one point in the in the rankings. Had they beat LSU, and with this win, they're probably cl- they're closing in on the sixty rank. They're closing in on the sixty, or the sixties, being one game away, maybe two games away, getting into the dance. What is their current rank? Uh, eighty four, uh, okay. eighty five, yeah. something like that. Um. I could probably pull it up pretty quick here. I think I think it's eighty five. It could it, it could be eighty seven. Either way, high eighties. Let's just matter. say that, huh? I mean, at that point. But uh, I'm, I'm stalling now because I'm trying to look for it as as we're on the show here because I, I had it in my head and then you asked me eighty three actually. So I think they're low. They're low eighties. But the net that net it's pulling everybody away. You can't discredit what this Vandy team's done though. You cannot discredit what this Vandy team's done. They I mean. This show, we've been very crucial on Jerry Stackhouse ever since that sixty-point loss to Alabama, and I he he watched the, so he watched the show that we did it on. We solved that, and he started coaching way better. And I don't know if it's it could be he just need that whiteboard material. I'm going to take the credit for that, but all the same, it was that he's been Jerry Stackhouse has been doing a great job. This team's been doing a great job. Uh, SC tournament, man, that's going to be fun. Let's go real quick. Jeff in the borough. Jeff, how are you doing, man? Pretty good. How you doing? Doing good. What you got for me? Well, you know, the reason why they lost that, you never look at box or you never read anything. When you, when you miss 10 free throws and shoot 33%, that's why they lost. And you don't ever look at a box or you don't know what's going on. That's why they lost. Outside that. watching the game. Just, just no, watching no, the no, game, is that, that better? Is that better? Is watching the game better, Jeff, than than waiting till after the game to look at box scores? They haven't shot free throws good all year. That's one thing they haven't done all year. If they'd have made half of them or seven or eight of them, they'd won. Well, okay. Well, that that thought. I mean, if the Titans scored more points than every team in the NFL this year, they would have won the Super Bowl. I mean, who? That's a that's a ridiculous. That's like my buddy on the golf course. I was like, man, if I just didn't hit that to the right. You know, and then and then duff that chip, and then miss that putt. I would have got a birdie on this hole, but you know, instead I got a triple bogey. Now he's off. Uh, hey, shut him uh, up immediately, right? Yeah, that was 
Facts and logic, right? Quality call right there. Golly. I, I that's Kentucky fan though. You know what I mean? That's 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 the he is the embodiment of Kentucky fan. That's just the real side of it. I, well, if they just would have made more points. Well, duh. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's that's every team. Anybody that wins or loses. If I just had scored more. If I would have tried harder, I could have made it to the NFL. Dude. Just I a mean, little harder. Just a little bit more. If I just if I had just done if I just didn't eat that one donut. I mean, come on, man. That's stupid talk. They, you know why Kentucky lost? Because they're not as good as everybody's touting them to be this year. I get even Blake talked about it. He kind of said he's back on. I would like to ask Blake that question again. We'll do that next week. Are you really back on Kentucky? Because you were starting to say you're back on Kentucky. I don't know if people could say they're back on Kentucky anymore. Because, frankly, Vandy kind of exposed them. And Vandy and Jerry uh, Stackhouse has been exposing them. They just hadn't got that big signature win yet over them. Now they have that that feather in the cap. I mean, without a doubt, you're less confident going into the tournament if you're a Kentucky fan. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, there's it's it's like you lost no hope. I mean, you lost at Rupp yeah. during senior night to Vanderbilt. That's awesome. You know what I mean? It was senior night. There's a lot. That's a that's a quiet ride home for sure. Now, how many seniors do they have on their team? I don't know, because that's a one-and-done school. So, what does that mean there? I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. That hey, They did a whole thing for them at the beginning of the game. It was like two guys. They yeah. never see court time. There's managers. <laughs> uh, all right, we need to run to a break. We come back. We're going to continue talking about Vanderbilt. Arya Gerson of the Tennessee, and she covers Vanderbilt. We're going to be talking about basketball with her, also baseball, because Vandy boys tomorrow starting, what is it, 1045 start time tomorrow? Yeah, 11 a.m. Yeah, 11 a.m. first pitch. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the photo. Andrew Algreta put it out there, though. That The, the stadium is wild. <laughs> it is wild. It's cool, though. I mean, I like it's You know, it's something different. Like, thankfully, it's something different. How it's going to play, I don't know. Is that field, I mean, you know, you think it's made for running on football? Is that about the same? Just doing something different is cool. They're probably not wearing spike cleats. It's like that bowl game that's on the Fenway Park, the football. Yeah, yeah the, the the Fenway Bowl. Is it Fenway Bowl? And then, sure. And then they got the pinstripe bowl. It's not, yeah. it's not Fenway Bowl, is it? It's a it good could guess. be. It could be. Oh, man, I can't believe it. You know, if we don't bring it up on the show, I know the answer. Bring it up on the show, though. No, I have no clue. Why, Stu Bright? Yep, there you go. All right, we need to take a break. Back after this here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. Traffic increasing already out here. We would expect on the South Loop, the West Loop, it's building 24th through Rutherford County. Not only a little bit of radar out in Rutherford, but Wilson County as well. Looks good to the north as far as accidents. It's already a little bit heavy up through Madison on 65, working your way towards Vietnam Vets. Nash Painting, they service all the Middle Tennessee. This spring, let these guys paint your house. They'll do a great job. Check out their ratings. They're online, nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. 
Hey guys, it's Zach. Gear up for golf at Play It Again Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville during their March golf sale. Swing in and stock up on their huge selection of new and gently used golf gear and equipment. During their month-long March golf sale, you save 10% on all gently used golf clubs. They have the trained staff to help you find the perfect set of golf clubs, a golf bag, golf balls, or a travel golf carry bag for the upcoming season. And they will also buy the golf gear you're no longer using. That's right, every day, all day, you can get cash on the spot for your underused golf gear. They also buy baseball, lacrosse, football, soccer, disc golf, plate weight, hockey gear, and the treadmill that is transformed into a clothes hanger. If you have gear you no longer use or doesn't fit, trade it in for either cash or for store credit towards your next purchase. And you can trust me, not only am I a spokesperson, but I'm a customer. You can always find me in the golf section over at the Hendersonville store. Check out Play It Against Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville. Tell them your friend Zach over here at Nashville Sports Radio sent you. Let's Play It Against Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. Your exclusive Nashville Sports Radio WNSR Skyscan forecast. For this afternoon, skies are overcast with a mild high to 66. A wind advisory goes into effect at 3 o'clock in the morning with showers and thunderstorms developing overnight. Low to a blustery 59. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on Nashville Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's TJ Matthews. Sports Radio WNSR. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. You can have a fair criticism of me for what I'm about to say. If you get into the playoff enough, one of these years you're going to catch lightning in a bottle. The Titans missing the playoff this year was absolutely inexcusable, right? They had a team we knew was good enough to get to the divisional or conference rounds. And then you just catch lightning in a bottle or you have the two best games of your life and all of a sudden you're in the Super Bowl. That's a good goal for the Titans. The Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch. With Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. The Afternoon Stretch, the show endorsed by News Channel 5's John Burton. The Afternoon Stretch, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Getting our weekly chat in now with Aria Gerson, Vanderbilt beat writer for the Tennessean, at Aria underscore Gerson on Twitter. And Ari, it's been a uh, it's been a fun week. It's been a pretty it, and it, and the fun hasn't even ended yet with covering Vandy. Oh yeah, it's been it's been an interesting week for sure. So you were up at Rupp. That didn't mean did not mean to rhyme that, but uh, you were there. You got to see that game firsthand. We had been toying with it uh, for the past past couple weeks of talking about on the show that you know Vanderbilt has played. Kentucky pretty well not not so much to what they did last night but they have been playing Kentucky uh and giving giving that team fits uh in in some of their last matchups with them and it felt like that signature win was just right there at some point but they finally overcome that hill last night how much of that game was shocking on your end I think the most shocking part about it it wasn't just that they beat Kentucky 
at Rupp because, as you mentioned, they have gotten pretty close a couple times, including last year. But it was that Liam Robbins got injured four minutes into the game, and they still won. I think that was the shocking part about it. Well, and that's the huge part because so many people going into the game, and, and uh, we even had a guest before the, sh- the on that show yesterday uh, that said, like, Liam, Liam Robbins, he's he's back. You know, he wasn't there in that first matchup, but now he's back. And I, is that something that this team is that different from the first time they played Kentucky uh, that where they can find wins without him on the court now? Like, is has the team really changed a, a mentality or, or talent level or whatever that little nugget is that's inside of it that's helped them be better? Have they really changed that much? I mean, they're certainly playing better than they were at the beginning of the year, but, you know, I think part of it is is maybe just getting the right lineups on the floor at the same time. But I think that without Robbins, it's very matchup dependent. I think there are certain teams that would be very hard to beat. Um, And Kentucky, you know, they had some injuries too. They, you know, Severe Wheeler's been out for a while, but they also, their other point guard also got injured during the game. So they were basically playing without their top two point guards for most of the game as well. So I think that that helped. It was sort of sort of opposites there where Kentucky didn't have point guard. Vanderbilt didn't have a center. <laughs> well, they did. Quinn Moore Brown played pretty well, but he was in foul trouble and sat out most of the second half. So, you know, I, I – and Tennessee, I'll point out, they, they lost to Kai Ziegler too. He got hurt. Colin Castleton got hurt at Florida. So I think there's – injuries affecting a lot of teams in the sec right now talking with aria gerson you can follow her on twitter at aria underscore gerson so this team right now i mean obviously we we talked about it i think it's been a hot topic all on twitter today too those net rankings those pesky net rankings uh do you feel that there is still a legitimate chance for them to get into the dance into the tournament and here at the end of this month? I honestly think that they need to win the SEC tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. I don't really see a path to an at-large. Uh, there's, you know, always going to be bid thieves. They're not even really on the bubble right now, and that only gets smaller when mid-majors, you know, get some random team wins their conference tournament. So I do think that, Vanderbilt still needs to win the SEC tournament to get in the NCAA tournament. Would you say this season is better than last season uh, for Jerry Stackhouse as a coach? Because they definitely have they have similarities uh, where into the season you start seeing Jerry Stackhouse just being a little bit stronger as a coach or maybe more consistent. I'm not sure what the answer is there, but do you feel like this season's a better finish than what it was last year? They're definitely Definitely closer to the tournament than they were last year, even though, you know, last year they ranked higher in the net and Ken Palm and all of those, but were never anywhere close to the tournament last year. They are closer this year. They obviously have a better conference record, a lot better conference record, and have wins over Tennessee, Kentucky, and Florida twice, which is three long-term losing streaks that, that dated back to Bryce Drew or, in some cases, Kevin Stallings. So, 
I think from that standpoint that it is a better season than last year. Yes. I, I saw some but people probably end in the same result, which is the NIT. Hmm. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, so I saw some people too on Twitter. They were they were making the comparisons from this year to the year that they were uh, uh, goose egged uh, in the SEC. And that that year they were Ken Palm ranked at 90. And this year, obviously, what are they at right now? 84, 83, something like that. Uh, doesn't really, I mean, to you, do you like the net rankings? Do you understand them? Because I feel like so many people just have so much animosity. And, and I'll, frankly, just to myself, it just seems way over my head. So I am pretty familiar with, you know, analytics. I do have some knowledge of how they work dating back to when I was covering Michigan. So I actually do think I, I understand how the rankings are working and why Vanderbilt is ranked where they are, which the basic reason for that is that they played way too many really close games against bad teams at the beginning of the year, which doesn't just include the ones that they lost. It also includes, you know, Wofford, Alabama A&M, when they went to overtime with South Carolina now, whether you think that, you know, maybe recent games should be weighted more heavily or something to that effect, I think that, you know, I do understand how it works. That's how it works. And then also the net has a component of resume, like looking at, at quad losses and Vanderbilt does have two quad three losses and a quad four loss. So that weighs it down as well. Talking with Aria Gerson. Follow her on Twitter once again at Aria underscore Gerson. So let's change up the topic here. Keep it with Vandy, but let's move it on to baseball this weekend. Are you going to be on your way up there tomorrow or this weekend? I am not. I am covering that from Nashville. That's probably a good thing, I imagine. Uh, that travel from Kentucky and then on the back on the plane again, I imagine Minneapolis probably wouldn't be too fun. But have you? I know you probably have. Have you seen the field? Uh, there at U.S. Bank, what what is your thoughts of playing a college baseball game on a professional NFL football field? Yes, I have seen the field. It's very strange. It, it will probably make for some strange games. Uh, I've never been a huge fan of baseball at football stadiums in general, but you know, I guess it it helps your RPI if you play a bunch of neutral site games. And, you know, at least Maryland is pretty good. Nebraska might be pretty good. So, you know, it, it helps their RPI to play these games. But it, it will probably be a bit of a strange setup for sure. <laughs> I wonder how different do you think? Because I actually have no clue on this. I, I've, I've played on turf baseball fields and turf football fields. But I don't know if there's that much of a difference. I know some, sh some football is definitely uh, a little shorter um, but compared to the Hawk, which is all turfed, I mean, is it? Is, do you think it's going to be much of a difference for how the ball, say a ground ball to second, do you think that's going to roll the same way out there at U.S. Bank than it will at the Hawk? I I don't really know. I, I think that part of the factor, honestly, might be that is a domed stadium. So with Van Vanderbilt at the Hawk, you have an element of, I guess, the elements, whether it's raining or if it's cold or if it's warm the ball moves in different ways. Whereas I think at us bank, it's going to be the same way every time. So it's actually more predictable, but it might be not the same way that it would in, in a February or March game that's in Nashville because it's 40 degrees outside. It's, it's going to be very strange too. the dugouts, <laughs> which are repurposed, uh, 
Uh, I th- we had Andrew on yesterday, Algreta, and uh, I think he said they're repurposed shipping containers that are just kind of placed evenly. It looks like a it looks like a makeshift, you know, like t-ball field almost, <laughs> but on on a real on a real uh, on a real NFL football field. Has, has Corbin talked anything about playing on that kind of field, and or, or to him is it just another day? He has not talked about that. You know, he doesn't like to look ahead to uh, other games until they're upon him pretty much. I know they're already up there, so they're probably getting some practice in right now. But honestly, I think the biggest thing for me that I would be looking at is just the dimensions in the sense that the corner walls are pretty um, short no, well, they're tall, it, like lengthwise, but they're not, they're only like 300 feet out to right field. But then it's like 400 feet out to center field, which are really strange dimensions when it comes to maybe home runs, outfield defense, and then just how that, how that plays in terms of power and power hitting. Let's go back, though, to this past weekend because I don't think we – we haven't spoken since the UCLA uh, series. What was it that you took away from that series? And why? I know it was a very crucial series, but why was it so crucial? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is it's just for Vanderbilt, you're giving yourself more margin for error. So if Vanderbilt wants to host a regional, what I said prior to the season is like you have the eight big non – marquee non-conference games on their schedule which was the three the first weekend ucla series maryland's this week and then louisville and of those eight games if you win four of them that get that puts you in a pretty good position to host if you win about 16 to 17 in sec games because the it'll have a high rpi and a lot of good wins they already have four wins in those games. So that sets them up pretty well where they don't have to win that many SEC games in order to host. And so I think that's the most important part of the early season is just win enough games to have those wins banked by the time you start SEC play and then you can buy yourself some time to maybe figure figure some things out. It was definitely a, a strange series in the in the eyes of uh, competition, I guess you could say, because you had uh, Friday night six to zero win, then a zero to three loss, then a two to one close on the third. What uh, you know, when you see that, that's kind of been the the moniker of this team right now. It feels like they're trying to get things going, but definitely it's it's a good but bumpy start so far. Yeah, I think. So far, the pitching has been very good on the weekends. Now, the midweeks have been a little bit of an adventure, but on the weekends, the rotation has been very good. The bullpen has been very good uh, outside that one game against Oklahoma State. Um, And, you know, the offense hasn't been as good, but I think we knew that that was kind of how Vanderbilt was going to have to win games this year is with their pitching by winning games two to one and, you know, three to nothing, one to nothing, that kind of thing. Like, that's how Vanderbilt's going to have to win games this year. And they at least did win some games that way against a very good opponent. So that's better than not winning games, you know, the first first couple weekends. They will obviously need to get a little more from the offense. But I think that the pitching – 
you know, once they figure out, like, okay, here's who we trust in high leverage, here's who we don't trust in high leverage, the rotations looked great. So once they get everybody in the right roles in the bullpen, which I think they're starting to move in that direction anyway, then I think that, that it'll be a very good pitching staff. It's just a matter of how the offense comes together. Uh, and this weekend, the Canberra College Classic, Nebraska, Maryland, Minnesota, uh, do you have any predictions on these games? Do you think they, they sweep through this this Classic? I think it's, you know, deceptively tough just because Big Ten baseball, I think, can be a little bit chaotic at times. And I think that a lot of times these teams, they don't have as much depth as an SEC team, but their best players are still really good, which I would say is the case of both Nebraska and Maryland. So Nebraska on Friday, they have a really good Friday starter uh, who was on Team USA with Carter Holton, actually. And they have a really good third baseman, I believe he is. And then Maryland just has a really good offense. They don't have a very good bullpen, but they have a really good offense. I do think Vanderbilt should beat Minnesota. Minnesota is 0-8 right now. Um, they got swept by St. Louis last weekend. So that's an opponent that's, you know, more akin to some of the lower-end midweek opponents on the schedule. But I think that Nebraska and Maryland, you know, I could easily see them dropping one of those games, although I think that they're both very winnable games. But it wouldn't be the end of the world if they lost one of them. Aria Gerson has been our guest. You can follow her on Twitter once again at Aria underscore Gerson. Covers all things Vanderbilt for the Tennessee. And Aria, thank you so much for jumping on with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Good stuff there from Aria Gerson. I mean, Vandy right now, hey got the pulse it's got the pulse of the the country right now with that that win against Kentucky you get that kind of win it it blows things up and then now Vandy baseball doing what they're doing uh it's a good it's good right now for Vanderbilt everything's are good things are good over on West End if you want to jump in I want to hear from you get, get on get on the horn today 615-844-5600 if you have a question maybe it's something we were talking about with Aria maybe it's something else we want you to jump in right here on the afternoon stretch Good afternoon. I still see that heavy traffic uh, that has developed over the last few minutes on 40 East, right near Highway 109 out through that stretch of Wilson County. Still moving right now south of Nashville down 65 into Brentwood, Franklin. We see plenty of radar today on I-40 through Kingston Springs all the way out into Dixon County. Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. Springtime's knocking on the door. Get your house painted this year by these guys, NashPainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. 
I'm here at the Big Game headquarters. Total Wine and More scoring huge savings on the perfect bourbon. Local craft beer. Forgetting something? Oh, yeah. Cabernet, seltzers, and so many low prices. Mm, Valentine's Day is right after. Whoa, new game plan. You got this. Total Wine can help you score the perfect bubbly, too. <sighs> Thank you. I would have been so... You sure would have. Your Big Game headquarters. Love what you find always at the lowest price. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly. B21. Milk, eggs, 42 bucks. Ma'am, you okay? Need bucks? With Jackson Hewitt, don't wait weeks for the IRS to send your tax refund. Come in now for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee refund advance loan when you file your taxes. That's up to $3,500 today. Don't let high prices get you down. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. So get to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. And now, Habit Inspected Property Solutions is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. This message is brought to you by veteran-owned and operated Habit Inspected Property Solutions. For residential home inspections, radon and air quality testing, or mold and thermal imaging, give the pros a call today at 615-527-8113. That's 615-527-8113. Habit Inspected Property Solutions. Proudly saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. You know, it's never too late to start feeling some March Madness. Be sure not to miss out on all the action. The High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity Bank as they return to Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 1st through the 4th as the first week of entries into the NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single-game tickets are on sale through each OVC school ticket office, Ticketmaster.com, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. The show that makes the average person say, hey, I can do that. The Afternoon Stretch. The Afternoon Stretch. Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Just had Aria Gerson on. It was that was great. If you, if you didn't hear it and you want to catch up on all things Vandy or however it is, go check it out. WNSR.com. Click the afternoon stretch tab and then you'll be able to hear it right there on the website. We're we're peak. We're getting to peak NFL combine time. And it's already happening. It's already happening. Uh Georgia defensive end Nolan Smith as the I believe it's linebackers and defensive linemen in the combine. Today, ran there. He ran his forty, and it was a four forty four forty yard dash. He is six two, two hundred and thirty eight pounds. That is Derrick Henry esque size and speed from the defensive end out of Georgia. This is now everyone's favorite new first round pick. <laughs> Big, strong, runs a really quick forty. It is clockwork with the NFL. 
clockwork with the NFL and the combine that they just every time fans see these things. I'm not saying the guy's going to be bad. I'm not saying that at all, but a 444, that's fast. That's really fast. Show me how much that matters to a defensive end when he's got to run four yards. That's his dead sprint. That And really never even gets into his sprint. He's constantly cutting. He's, he's constantly on leverage. Yeah, that, that Who cares? Who cares about that? But it's good for the combine. It's good for the combine. But, yeah, you just you just go on Twitter and look at Nolan Smith. I mean, he's everywhere right now. Everywhere. All of these people. 444. He just did it. He did it. I saw this, too. This is what uh one of the, you know, there's all these little Twitter accounts that are like, Rookie Watch or whatever it is. Um, so, Nolan Smith at the combine, he jumped 41 and a half in the vertical, which is 98th percentile. He jumped uh, a 10-8 in the broad jump, which is 95th percentile, and he posted a 444 40-yard dash, which is faster than two elite-level wide receivers, Devlin. Do you, have the, do you have a clue of how fast? 444 in the 40-yard dash. Are these like Tier 1 receivers? Yeah, I would say. Devontae? No. Stefan. Yes, that's one. Oh, Stefan okay. Diggs is one. Uh, Tyreek Hill? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Man, DeAndre Hopkins is that? Got what? it. Really? Look at that. Three guesses and you got the two. It's almost like I don't. I just know sports. I, you know I mean, mean, I know you weren't cheating. No, you had no. You were way too busy over there to be cheating. Yeah, it's. Uh, I that's <laughs> those are pretty high level receivers though. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. That's how fast he is. But he's not a receiver. Not a receiver. Defensive end. Defensive end. So I mean, really though, you could convert to a linebacker, and then he's out there running routes with different. I mean, he can run, clearly he can run as fast as Stephon Diggs, so he could be covering wide receiver one against the Bills. If if he scoops and scores the ball, he can get to the end zone very quick. <laughs> he's gone. Yeah, he's. You're not gonna. Catch that's him. the that's the benefit of that. And without a doubt, if you're playing the Raiders, no one's gonna catch you. If Devontae Adams can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That it, was not that was that was the wrong guess. That was Stephon the wrong Diggs. one. Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna move on. Devontae you pointed Adams, out. Still not catching you. Devontae Adams probably gonna catch him. He's gonna like Julio Jones him down the field. I saw the uh, the Sam Hubbard. Defensive end for the Bengals. Oh, took off. Took off. Mark Andrews hawked him down, though. I mean, he just didn't get the tackle because there was a clear block in the back. I don't know how that ever – nobody ever talked about that. Doesn't matter. Uh, but all the same, uh, yeah, no, it, that was uh, – Mark Andrews, pretty fast guy himself, too. That's what it's like. That he would not have hawked down uh, Nolan, though. No. That's for sure. Nolan Smith getting away. I'll tell you who's catching him. DK Metcalf. Dude, that was still oh, – which is better, DK Metcalf chasing down Buda Baker or Julio Jones chasing down? I, for, I think it was a linebacker who he chased down, but he went further than DK Metcalf. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to watch the replay on that one. DK's was so impressive. That DK one was awesome because that was a that. I mean, Buda Baker's fast. It seemed like he did it effortlessly too. Like just he was just there, pure speed. Yeah, just down. I mean, he'll drive, he'll drive, he'll drive, and he was there. Uh, yeah, no, that that guy is a different level of of freak athlete. Yeah. By the way, if you believed that DK Metcalf jump was real, you're an idiot. You're an absolute dummy. That was so obviously fake. What, what, what was that, like last week? Yeah. Was, did you get caught? Very recent. I did. You got caught? Did, oh, yeah. Devlin. I saw I the did, life yeah. leave your eyes there for a second yeah. when I said that. I, <laughs> I was like, uh-oh, I think Devlin might have got caught. <laughs> I have no reason not to believe it. He jumped like over an elephant, basically. He's a superhuman athlete. 
this is like the days of uh when i remember when i was like a kid they had like antonio gates he caught one ball and he'd catch another ball and then he'd like caught the ball in the those middle fantasy football ads yeah yeah, yeah yeah those are the best who was the other one there was a kicker was it vinatieri I can't remember if it was Vinatieri, and he was like kicking the ball like everywhere, or it might have been Mason Crosby or somebody like that. I don't remember, but uh, uh, yeah, those were those were the best. What was the LeBron did one mm-hmm. uh, for basketball where he was just throwing the ball across court, and everybody was like, "This is real." <laughs> it's like, no. So my my favorite one, I forget, it was some tight end. This was obviously forever ago, but it's like they're at a construction site and they're on opposite sides of this like thick piece of drywall. And he just throws the ball at the drywall, and then the tight end on the other side just rips his hand, punches through the drywall, and catches the ball, just not even looking. Was that Shockey? It might have been. It might have been Jeremy Shockey on that one. There were some really good ones. That that's that, Those were the best ads. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So, seeing DK Metcalf do that was, I mean, the same thing. But, yeah, no, people people were dumbfounded by that. I, by the way, half a week late on talking yeah. about this. But still, all the same, that is – uh, mentioned. Yeah, I mean – it needed to be talked about. It needed to be addressed for sure. Uh, but, yeah, Combine's going on right now. Defensive line, I don't know. There, there's some big ones, obviously, that people care about, but it's just weird to start off with defensive linemen and uh, um, and and linebackers. Just I wish they would, you know, it's, it's weird to push it back, but I guess they're just pushing it back to get more primetime viewers on the, on the, the ones that people actually care about, which is your skill position. I'm going to be honest. I really want to watch Anthony Richardson. Because I don't get it, I don't. I don't get it. A lot of people were he asking. He didn't the same throw question. a touchdown pass for the, like the first four weeks. The guy played his way into a second round draft pick, and then stopped playing football, and is being flirted with the number one pick. Well, Levis lost to Vanderbilt. No offense to Vanderbilt here, but come on, <laughs> come on. He lost to Ray Davis. Let's be let's be okay, frank on this fair. one. I mean, that was Ray Davis just putting on a clinic and just carrying Vanderbilt to a win. But like, if you're not gonna, I just, I'd rather have a player in a winning culture, not Stetson Bennett. Mm, Stetson Bennett's probably gonna be the answer out of all this. Imagine he's just won everywhere. He, it, it's got a Bill Belichick esque vibe to it. It's you know I mean? it, it, there's the opposite too, right? Like mid season, Stetson Bennett. Was a you know he was a Heisman mm-hmm. candidate, which some people argued that in a sense. But then he goes on, wins the national championship for the second time in a row, and then gets done playing, and he seems to only have fallen farther and farther down in the draft. Yeah, which, well, what do you got to do? What is it really? Do people just really look at like the intangibles, the size, the hand size, the body? They don't look at the body of work. They look at just the body and say, okay, well, this is this is what I can work with. It's like I, I don't know. That's so crazy to me. That's so crazy to me. All right, we need to run to a break. If you want to jump in, final segment of the first hour, 615-844-5600. Good afternoon. Tina was moving a stalled car over here a few minutes ago. Now it's jammed up pretty good, 24 east behind right at Shelby. You got all that traffic trying to get to the Sutherland Evans Bridge. Steady flow of traffic continues out through Mount Juliet, uh, out through that section of Wilson County, out 40 going eastbound south of Nashville. That's looking pretty good right now down into Williamson County. Lots of radar in Williamson and Murray County this afternoon. Nash Painting, they service all of Middle Tennessee. Springtime knocking on our door. Check out their website at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Say, for the ones who get it done, Granger is offering high-quality supplies and solutions for every single industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer. So... 
Call, click, Granger.com, or just stop on by. Granger.com. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, Sparkling Wine, Single Barrel Bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine and More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's a Bill King show. In Little League football, they play it off. You can't do it in college football, Bill. You got to come up with a bunch of computers and some BCS cockamamie scheme. My answer was yes. It's unique. Absolutely love. I go into my garage every day and make sure there are no dust particles on those BCS computers. I do that. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Follow the afternoon stretch on Twitter at Bruno Reagan and Zachariah W. Really, man? You want that? I'm not spelling that out. First hour coming to a close. Devin McKenzie working hard back there right now. On it. I mean, just on it today. Thursday. Feels like Friday. I don't know why. Yeah. Morgan Wallen hadn't even started playing yet. It I feels like Friday already. Wicked amount of laundry to do tonight. <laughs> is, is, is Friday laundry day? Wicked, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to play it at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, which we have Michael Gallagher coming on uh, at 525 in the 5 o'clock hour also uh, to talk Preds. But uh, we're, we're going to play the – I don't know if you heard the post-game – radio hit with Bruce Pearl for Auburn's uh, basketball game, which they, I mean, they almost took one from Alabama. I love Blake Lovell a lot. He got that one wrong. Auburn came out there to play. Um, but if you have not heard that, that is, that's up there now as one of those, you know, they are who we thought they were, you know, one of those kind of things. You know, playoffs? But, you know, it's, it's getting up. Bruce Pearl hit. It was a historic moment. If you haven't heard that, 
Uh, we're going to play that at the top of the hour. It is hilarious. Bruce Pearl just is absolutely losing it. Throwing a headset on the ground, all this kind of stuff. Just mad. And I just, these two radio guys just, just got to sit there and take it and move on. It's like Will Smith slapping Chris Rock in the middle of it. You'll hear it at the beginning of it. First hour done. Second hour coming up. ABC News, I'm Dave Packer. In South Carolina, jurors in the double murder trial of Alec Murdoch started deliberations this afternoon. The disgraced attorney is accused of killing his wife and son in 2021. GOP Congressman George Santos says he'll fully cooperate with the House Ethics Probe. ABC's Andy Field has more. After months of accusations, the House Ethics Committee is launching a formal investigation into New York Congressman George Santos. New York and federal investigators already looking into a variety of election irregularity claims. His own constituents demanding he resign for lying about his job and educational background. House Committee will look into a number of accusations, including claims of sexual misconduct toward a congressional job seeker. Tennessee's governor has signed a law that severely limits drag show performances. It's the first state to enact such a law. On Wall Street, stocks soared after a Fed board member signaled a smaller interest rate hike is likely next month as the board tries to tame inflation. This is ABC News. With prices rising on everything from gas to groceries, receiving a tax refund will be especially important this year for many Americans. Here's Jackson Hewitt's chief tax information officer, Mark Steber. We know that taxpayers are planning for their much-needed tax refunds to provide relief. As Jackson Hewitt approaches its 40th tax season, we are hosting for the first time a double-your-refund sweepstakes. It not only provides clients the opportunity to have their tax return filed with an experienced tax pro to maximize their refund, but also the chance to win a double refund. The contest runs until April 2nd. Some rules apply. File with Jackson Hewitt to be entered into the sweepstakes, or you can mail in an entry form. 40 grand prize winners will get a double tax refund cash prize equivalent to their federal tax refund. And 40 weekly runner-up winners will win and receive $400. File early for a chance to double your refund. For more information, visit jacksonhewitt.com. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is our area's premier and most trusted real estate professional, backed by years of experience. So if you're buying, selling, moving, or improving, give the pros a call today at 615-519-3339. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, a professional who cares. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. The Predators make the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. You think so? Yeah, I think they'll get it. Penn? Yeah, they'll make it and probably get bounced. I don't the think they're going to. Yeah, oh, I don't think they're going to. Oh, pretty, they'll make it but lose. I feel pretty. that these well, people have. Go ahead there, rah-rah guy. Are they going to win the Stanley Cup, Greg? No, they're not. Okay. You know, okay. What, 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 what are we saying? Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. 
Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. Okay, it's happening. It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Sure. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. Second hour of the afternoon stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams. I believe we got some Grizzlies basketball later on the day, right? That's happening. Oh, just closed everything on my computer. I had all my tabs up, you know, things I was going to talk about. Gone. Everything. I I closed it all out immediately. Don't need them. How do I restore all my pages immediately (laughs) that were up when I accidentally closed it? There's nothing more infuriating. I was sitting there. I was like, we're going to talk about this. Because, I, I, look, a little peek behind the onion. I like to open up the tabs of my ideas. You know, I got some Google Docs, different things, emails. Then I'm like, let's do this kind of thing. Go through. And I go to cycle through. And I didn't realize the mouse was already on the X somehow. And the second I touched my pad, boom, closed. Gone. I am furious. You talk about pissing me off. To start the second hour of this show. That is ridiculous. I know what we were going to talk about, though, to start, at least. I, I'm going to have to get – I'm working – That's good. You talk about a guy right now who is absolutely fighting for his life. I'm going to figure out this next hour. Thank God Mike Gallagher is going to be joining us uh, at uh, 525. That's for sure going to happen. Talking Preds with him. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. We're always open for phone callers. Anything you want to get into, we want to talk to you. Bruce Pearl. That's what I want to talk about. Auburn and Alabama. Look, a lot of people thought Auburn was just going to get smeared, absolutely smeared across the court by Alabama. Uh, Alabama was set to win the SEC going into that game. It kind of made sense. It was their final home game, I believe. It may not be their final home game. Now I'm saying that. But it's still, it's a big game. They would have loved to just destroyed Auburn uh, at home right there. And frankly, that didn't happen. Uh, Auburn... Auburn really let this one go. They had it. They had a seven, I think a 17-point lead at one point, uh, and they, they just completely threw it all down the toilet. But Bruce Pearl came out and gave us a tremendous moment. I mean a tremendous moment 
Uh, listen to this. This is a courtesy of the Auburn Radio Network. Uh, right at the end, they have a coach's minute update, I guess, for their play-by-play. Uh, go ahead and listen to this audio of Bruce Pearl. Club played its hard out tonight, Bruce. Yep, we played well. We played hard. We should have won the game. Um, very, very disappointing. Um, you know, obviously they made some made some plays. We had a hard time staying in front of them at the end of the day. Um, I'm just sick and tired of our guys getting smashed down there. Smashed! Talk about the, the, the final possession in, in regulation, Coach. Message to your ball club after this one, Bruce. Just we played hard, it played well. You know, if, if that's the number one team in the country, you know, come on the road, hostile environment. You know, but we needed that one to get the NCAA and we and we didn't get it. Dylan Cardwell's hurt. He's probably not gonna play against um, Tennessee because of his injury. We need his physicality. He got he got fouled down there at the uh, uh, in, in, at the end of the game. So Coach, just talk about what, what Saturday represents now. Oh, just we'll get ready to play Tennessee. We were, we were incredibly outmanned at the end. Had three, four guys on the bench in foul trouble. Joke! Auburn head coach Bruce Pearl joining us tonight as the Tigers fall. <laughs> that is, I mean, first off, if you're Auburn, you love that your coach got that energy, right? You know what I mean? That's good for that. But my favorite part about all this, just because, hey, in the business, all right? Hashtag in the business. I know what goes on with these sort of things. Those two guys uh, that are doing the interview with them or whoever it is, it's one guy, whatever, the play-by-play people, who I don't know personally. I don't know. They are as awkward as they can be. as Because that is supposed to be him on video. Uh, but he was not on video, and they were standing kind of like in an awkward angle of the camera. So if you want to watch the video, go find it on Twitter. But it is – that is hilarious. That was fantastic. He is mad. I would have – I mean, if I'm those two people asking him questions, I'm trying not to die of laughter. <laughs> I mean, that's fantastic. Oh, no, they don't They don't think it's funny at all. <laughs> they're they're very scared of it. Oh, my gosh. They're very scared in that moment. Uh, and, uh, I mean, you could you could hear the sweat through the microphone of, uh, of Bruce Pearl. That, I mean, he was mad about that game. They had it in their grasp. Yeah, hey, you got nobody else to be mad about except for yourself. And he throws that he throws that uh, headset down. God, smashed! <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> – I mean, that's amazing. Oh, man, that was so funny. I can't even – I would love to be a fly on the wall in that locker room after the game. Uh, there was going to be some cuss words. I oh, thought. man. That's, that's, that's the real side. There was going to be some cursing uh, going on in that one, uh, I imagine. I can't, that'd be amazing. <laughs> there was going to be a chair thrown. There was going to be people pointed out, people kicked out of the locker room. Did you ever watch Last Chance U? Only the first season. So Okay, well, good. So one that was that was you saw you know how uh uh buddy yeah coach buddy threw I mean like that's probably how it went yeah yeah you know, probably that well <laughs> it's <laughs> not good I mean you had the number one team on the ropes just ready to knock them out big win that would have catapulted you for sure into the tournament gave you life in the dance now it's all the opposite they they're they've been on the inside looking out 
but they're there. They're it's they're right on the bubble. I think they're like the last of the of Lenardi's uh, last four in, I believe. Wow. So they're they're, I believe that's what they, they could be in the first buys, but all the same, they're on the edge. They're a bubble team, so a loss like that was not going to help them. Um, yeah, that that one though, that one made me laugh really hard. He just is pissed, pissed, pissed. So good, so good. Uh, also today, this is kind of a day for people to be mad. I don't know, March March 2nd, 2023, people are just pissed. That was obviously last night, but the 24-hour span of then till now included Rashard Bateman. Did you see this stuff with Rashard Bateman? Mm-mm. So, uh, oh, uh, yeah, Ravens receiver. I saw a little bit of it. You sent tweets. I don't know the details, though. Eric DaCosta of the Ravens uh, talking about uh, with Sarah Ellison um, about their problems drafting wide receivers. So this was the quote that he had as an answer. Um, he said, if I had an answer, that would probably mean I would have some better receivers. We're going to keep swinging. There have been some guys that have been successful players for us that were draft picks. We've never really hit on that all-pro type of guy, which is disappointing. But it's not a lack of effort. It's one of those uh, anomalies that I really can't explain, other than to say that we're not going to stop trying. We're going to keep swinging, and hopefully at one of these points, we're going to hit the ball out of the park. Obviously, a lot of teams are feeling the pressure of looking at a Garrett Wilson, looking at a Justin Jefferson, looking at an A.J. Brown like the Titans did, uh, looking at those young talents being drafted a wide receiver and making immediate impacts, immediate impacts, game-changing impacts, team-changing impacts. And the Ravens have been trying. Rashard Bateman, uh, one of those guys who they drafted. Well, Rashard Bateman, now in a tweet that has been deleted. But if you had captured it, you got to keep it kind of thing. I don't, it says it's been deleted, but I, I'm looking at it right mm-hmm. now uh, on the Bird app. He put out, a, a in a reply to that, how about you play your player's strengths and stop pointing the finger at us in number eight? Blame the one who let you do this. We take heat 24-7 and keep us healthy. Care about us and see what happens. Ain't no promises, though. Tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. Things are going great in Baltimore. <laughs> Good luck over there, guys. And then uh, and then he, so he deletes that tweet, and then he tweets out, my apologies. For what? For putting that tweet out. <laughs> Tweeted again. I didn't see it. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> just tweeted my apologies. Uh, just my apologies. Sorry, sorry. I didn't. I shouldn't have said that. I think that was an agent move. Like, hey, bud, let's go ahead and someone ahead from and fire the team. An apology. It's like one of the the big hand came down. Hey, you, you're not going to yeah, want to say that. You can't do that. He has a point though. I mean, you look at the Ravens. They've had some not just with Rashard Bateman, but also the running back rooms. Uh, was two years ago you had J.K. Dobbins go down with a crazy knee injury that he was still dealing with this season. Yeah. Uh, Gus Edwards, all the same. Then you had, uh, I believe, Marlon Humphrey went out with a knee injury. You had uh, 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 the cornerback that I'm forgetting. He went out with a knee injury. This is all before the season started. Did they sign Deshaun Jackson at some point? Was that them? They did bring in Deshaun Jackson, yeah. I mean, they got rid of Hollywood Brown. They traded Hollywood Brown, who also jumped in on this. He okay. jumped in on this uh, saying, uh, let him cook. You know, because he's he was a part of it, but yeah. he he also went on to say that I'm gonna keep my mouth shut in this moment. Um, there's some there's some effort there, and I know Titans fans are really keeping a a, a, a pulse on what's going on with the Ravens. I, I saw a tweet 
uh, talking about a, a potential trade for Lamar Jackson that would send him to the Tennessee Titans? Not going to happen. No. That one's not going to happen. I would think the Aaron Rodgers news would happen well before we'd see Lamar Jackson show up here in Tennessee. Um, but the speculation grows wilder every day because the Ravens seem like they are a football field away in coming to contract negotiations with Lamar Jackson. It's a dumpster fire. He's The reports are that he's wanting a fully guaranteed offer based off of... Deshaun Watson. Why wouldn't he want Deshaun that? Deshaun Watson. Right. Um, and now there's a... This is a rumor, I believe. I don't know if it's been for sure. There's no concrete evidence, but uh, I believe it's the NFLPA that put out uh, that teams are in cahoots with each other that stop giving fully guaranteed contracts because we don't do that because we want to save money and make our own money and you got to go every team just can't do that and that's why the Ravens have not offered him a fully guaranteed contract not only that too I've heard that they've offered him in the neighborhood of about 145 million which Deshaun Watson once again what was his 200 250 that's also a hundred million dollar difference yeah in fully guaranteed money they are we light years away from each other right now in any kind of negotiation. And then you have this kind of stuff popping up on Twitter. I mean, they're, nobody's happy in Baltimore. Nobody's happy right now in Baltimore. They're a good team. They have good pieces. Well, can't stay healthy. Can't sign their guys. It, it's a strange look, but there's, there is a lot, and I mean a lot, of Titans fans out there that really want to see Lamar Jackson possibly traded to now and also to be fair Titans fans are just throwing crap at the wall hoping it sticks I just don't see Lamar Jackson in anything other than a Ravens uniform especially not next season the franchise tags obviously still out there mm-hmm. and I know everybody pretty much is well aware of the fact that if Lamar gets franchise tagged probably not going to play very much but at the end of the day it's still another year that the Ravens can figure out a deal yeah it's 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 tough though too if you if he doesn't play, I mean, look at the history, and we'll see what Deshaun Watson's able to do. Yeah. He went two years, obviously, without playing. Very true. But you had Lev Bell went through the same kind of thing, and he did not come back the same guy at all. Awful. And he didn't come back for the money that he wanted in Pittsburgh. He actually came back to less money than what Pittsburgh was going to offer him that put him into not playing for a year. So that that was a, I mean, that was all wrong. That was all bad if you're Lev Bell. So if you're Lamar Jackson, yeah, he won an MVP. I think Lamar Jackson's a good quarterback. I think he brings something to a team that'll, that 30, I would say maybe 30 teams that 30 teams don't have right now. 30 teams in the NFL. There's two teams, I think, that have quarterbacks that bring a level, maybe not the same kind of game, but brings them. He, they, he brings a level that 30 teams don't have at their starting quarterback right now. The only two that I say – Really, you can't find it anywhere else. Lamar Jackson going to mess up to it is 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 obviously Patrick Mahomes number one, and I, I'm still I'm holding out hope on on Josh Allen. I'm no. still I'm still with it for now. I don't think, man. I don't like. I just, I'm I'm biased. I'm obviously biased. I just don't like Josh Allen. Mm. I think he makes poor decision making in the times where it matters most. I don't know, but that's also a different discussion. But I think Lamar Jackson's up there with those, in my in my personal opinion. I think that's where he goes. 
I don't know when they're going to get a deal done or if they're going to get a deal done. Uh, if they're not, if they franchise tag him, it just seems like they're over. screwing themselves yeah. with that. It's over. But yeah. I mean, if if Deshaun Watson's getting two hundred fifty million guaranteed, Lamar wants two fifty one, and he and and frankly deserves it. Sure does. Frankly deserves it over Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Better quarterback is definitely Lamar Jackson over Deshaun Watson. But are the Ravens as desperate as the Browns have been for the last twenty years? I don't know, but that set the standard. That set the standard, and even like you know what, Derek Carr's coming out asking for thirty-five million a year, which is considerably low when you have Daniel Jones asking for forty-five million a year. Oh, if he gets forty-five million a year, good luck, Baltimore. You better <laughs> sign that deal before he does. Yeah, that I mean, this is the exact same conversation we were having last year with AJ Brown as a Tennessee Titan, uh, talking about you don't want to be the last team to sign the wide receiver because the market just moves Constantly. with every new contract. It's always going up. So the Ravens, but the Ravens have been had all season. They had all year to get this done, and they still haven't. And the, all the conversations have been really poor, saying that they're not really talking to each other. Lamar Jackson's letting his mom handle all the deals. There's a lot of things going on. A lot of things going on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he comes back. As, it does feel like he's not going to be a Raven. It does feel like that because – what Rashard Bateman was talking about, what you're hearing from Hollywood Brown, and then and then from the higher ups to hear that conversation coming back down. That's a pretty I look, I appreciate it because I love hearing the actual inside. I hate the you know, the coach speak or the front office speak that says, you know, oh, we love our guys, we're gonna have our guys, you know, it's, it's the Rand Carthon saying, you know, Ryan Tannehill's definitely the quarterback. Mm. Okay, well, I don't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, doubt, right? Like yeah. what is it, LA Noir? Yeah. Doubt. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't believe you all the way through that one. But I, at least now it's I, this I believe. I think I truly believe him saying, "Yeah, we haven't drafted good guys yet." Knowing there's guys that he just drafted on the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we haven't done it yet. You know, I believe that cuz it's so honest. What he only stands to lose out on opportunities from these guys or effort or whatever. And not gain anything. You know, at least when you gain something, when you say, yeah, Ryan Tannehill's definitely our quarterback going into 2023. That you gain in the sense of he still has value. You're not devaluing them for trade opportunities. No, you're valuing them to keep a value so that way if you do trade them, then you have an opportunity there. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. We'll see what Lamar Jackson does, though. We'll see. A lot of trades happening in the hockey front. There is a scare of a trade today, which I think it's just gone that far. I don't think it's going to happen. UC Soros, though, not in goal tonight. And it's just conspicuous timing as the trade deadline is tomorrow at 2 p.m. That it just just kind of feels like, well, I mean, you're burning everything down. And Teresa Walker came out and said it with the AP Press. Uh, she came out and said, I mean, if, if you're going to trade all this and rebuild it, do it all the way. Get rid of all of your pieces and truly go in on a rebuild. Well, UC Soros would bring a hefty tag if you are actually going to try to trade him. A lot of a lot of Pirates fans, that one would hurt. That one would really hurt. You'd be like ripping Pecorine away from you. We're going to talk about it with Nashville Post. Uh, Michael Gallagher on the other side. If you want to get in, 615-844-5600. Back after this here on the Afternoon Stretch. 
Good afternoon. Running a little bit slow over here on 440 eastbound. Let's say from Hillsborough Pike all the way up to 65 to the north. That's still moving on 65, but sometimes it wants to slow right in Vietnam. Then you got that steady flow of traffic making its way through Hendersonville out uh, back towards Gallatin. Not bad down into Brentwood and Franklin. It'll slow now on 65, especially down around Spring Hill right when you meet with uh, 840. Hey, Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. Springtime just around the corner. Check out their website at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4hims.com/joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hymns.com joy. That's 4hymns.com joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder, Tim Kelly is OC. Your reaction? Oh, I hate that so much. (laughs) Oh, I hate that so much. Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This sucks, man. Yeah, this is live reaction, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, this is trash, man. I hate it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Call now, 615-844-5600 with any criticism of the afternoon stretch. Don't worry, they're not smart enough to understand. The afternoon stretch. Devin McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. 
first time having Michael Gallagher on, you can give him a follow on Twitter at MG Sports, plural, underscore. Covers Preds for the Nashville Post, although he is on the move here soon, so don't get used to that. Probably more news to come about that. Michael, thanks so much for jumping on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, a lot happening in the world of Predators hockey. There is, I mean, just absolute... I think Preds fans don't know. I know we we talked about this on the show uh, a couple weeks ago uh, about it felt like the only way to get this team really in the market eye of fans, that they really care about this team right now. Because right after the All-Star break, it felt like uh, this team was just floating dead in the water. No, nobody really cared about it. Nobody, nobody wanted to be a part of it. You started seeing crowds emptying out a little bit. But we talked about if you wanted to get on, move on from Poyle, that was one. Well, check. They did that. Two, start selling out for a real rebuild and get picks and get a future. That's two. And they have done that. And it seems like Preds are as happy as they have been probably in the last four years. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing ever since David Poyle announced he was stepping aside after the draft and that Barry Trotz would take over, I think the biggest thing I've seen from a lot of you know, readers, listeners, people that are fans of the team on social media is they were out. They weren't going to renew their season tickets because they thought it was going to be more of David Poyle running it back again next year. And I've seen a lot of them say that they're invested again. They're excited about the team again. They like the draft picks. They like some of the players. I think they really like that Philip Tomasino and some of the younger guys are getting called to play as well. So I think there's there's a lot of excitement around the team that hasn't been there for the last two or three years. So the Barry Trotz news, when you first heard that, what was your initial reaction to that? Because it seems like it's been overwhelmingly positive uh, in most people's eyes. Were you shocked by this happening? Did, did, you, did you love it immediately? What was your thought? I wasn't shocked. I was, I was a little surprised. My, my first thought was, from a PR standpoint, they had to do it. Barry Trotz is beloved in this city. So many people speak highly of him. He's a great hockey mind. It almost just makes sense that he would succeed David Poyle whenever it was time for for David to retire. But my my initial thought after that was I have a little bit of trepidation of first time GM. Does does it, how is he going to fare in a front office role? I think he'll do fine. David Poyle is setting him up for su- success with all the draft picks and the prospects his team has and what they're able to to use and build in the next couple of years. But I, I was I wasn't too surprised but I was I was a little worried because I'm like okay this this could either go really well or really bad and knowing Barry Trotz and having talked to him before and worked with him before I think it'll go really well but it's it's going to be a little bit of a of trial and error first time GM like he said he didn't know anything about the salary cap in his introductory press conference so there's going to be it's going to be a little bit of a bumpy ride but as long as Predators fans have a little bit of patience I think it'll pay off in the long run that surprised you he didn't know anything about the salary cap <laughs> Kind of. I mean, he was a head coach, so he, he uh, surely he knows like the basics of how the salary cap works and player acquisition and stuff. But I'm sure there's there's a lot more de- details and, and you know, nuances with the salary cap that only general managers would know because they're working with it every day. But it's a good thing he has three really smart, really strong assistant general managers that are going to be helping him out because he said he's going to be leaning on them a lot the first couple of years while he learns the ropes, so to speak. So a host of trades that followed and, and really kind of just went along with all this. Uh, out of all these trades, which has been, one, the most surprising to you, and then, two, honestly, your favorite that you saw that, hey, this is really going to help out the Preds? 
I think the most surprising was Matias Ekholm, not from a standpoint of like, I'm surprised it happened, I, more of a standpoint of like, I'm, I'm surprised the Predators actually pulled the trigger. David Poyle loves Matias Ekholm. He's probably one of the two or three, you know, most notable players on the team. People love him. Fans love him. He's really great from a PR standpoint. Like I said, tweet out the other day, I don't have a favorite story about him, but he is just one of the nicest, most down-to-earth guys. He treats everybody the same, regardless of whether you win or lose. Like, he's really good for the franchise. I was surprised that they actually traded him. I was a little a little underwhelmed with the return. I would have liked to have seen another blue-chip prospect, maybe Philip Broberg, come back from, from uh, Edmonton in that trade. But a, a solid, you know, haul, get a first-rounder. Tyson Berry, you could possibly flip him. If you hold on to him, he's an offensive defenseman, so he kind of fits in with with how this team likes to play. And I think that the overall, I don't know how it can't be the Tanner Geno trade. Like, that was the best trade, and I even said this in one of my recent stories around on the post. Like, this could go down as possibly David Poyle's best move as a Predators general manager to take an undrafted free agent that no one, like 31 other teams could assign this guy. No one really saw the potential. David Poyle signs him. He works his way up the, the ladder in Milwaukee to take someone that was undrafted, flip him for five draft picks, one in each round, rounds one through five. Plus, it also creates some salary cap space because you're probably going to have to pay Geno, what, two, two and a half million dollars next year. You bring back a roster defenseman in Cal Foot. He's only 24. He's a former first round pick. Like, just, I, I don't know how you can look at that trade and find anything to criticize. You know, it's it's funny you brought you brought something up there that I I didn't even think I was going to ask you, but it 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 spawned in my brain because, you, you, Poyle, you know, it, the biggest thing people wanted out of Poyle was that they they wanted to change, right? They wanted to change whether and, and really uh, inertly in everyone's thought was move on from Poyle, like that's the change they wanted. Do you think if Poyle had done these sort of moves last season? To, said look we're going to do this rebuild we're going to do all this and never announced the Barry Trots he's you know we're still under the understanding that Poyle is going to be here for the next however many years do you think people's minds would change differently about Poyle than how they are right now because right now it feels like everybody is just swan songing him out right now and they're all he's going out on top because of all these deals and it feels like he's He's creating a brand new future without him being a part of it, handing it over to Barry Trotz. But if that part wasn't there, if Poyle was still going to be in the office running everything and he made these deals, do you think people would have been as happy with them or or would they have been not as happy? Yeah, I think if he did this last year, and I, and I even said this the other day, like this is the kind of trade deadline that fans wanted from him like two years ago. If he did this last year, there would still be some some fans that are probably you know a little bit ha- unhappy with him and want him to to be fired, retire, whatever you want to call it, be moved out of the front office. But he definitely would have bought himself some more time. And and he even said at his, at his press conference, he said maybe this this is a year too late. He was like, but I'm 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 le- making sure I'm leaving Barry Trotz. I'm setting him up for success with all the draft picks, with the prospects, the way the roster is, with the young players and stuff like that. I and. and I mean, at the, at the press conference, David Poyle even said it was, or Sean Henry, excuse me, said, going back to the draft last year, that David Poyle said this was going to be his last year. So he knew this was coming. Maybe this is why we didn't see him do these moves last year, because he knew that he had one more year and he was out. So maybe he wanted to keep this team intact, 
add Nino Niederreiter, add a couple of pieces like Ryan McDonough and see if they surprise him and make a run. We saw that that didn't happen. Now you're, you got 20 something games left. And I think now you're seeing all these trades because he's trying his best to make sure Barry Trotz is set up for success. I think a lot of Preds fans would have been all right if he kept Ellie around here though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that, that move all. is going to bite him so bad. <laughs> uh, I'm talking with Michael Gallagher. Follow him on Twitter at MG sports underscore. So earlier today, the news came out. Uh, for tonight's contest that UC Soros not in goal. A lot of Preds fans, I mean, immediately put on their tinfoil hats. And I think a lot of people, I know I personally did, started poking the poking the beehive a little bit just because it, it was such low-hanging fruit to be like, oh, well, UC Soros is definitely going to be traded now. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it is conspicuous timing. Yeah, I kind of did the same thing. I think I uh, I quote tweeted it with the the I emoji, and I was like, <laughs> Kevin Kevin Lincoln is starting tonight, but John Hines just basically just said, hey, Lincoln is starting. There was no trade-related reasons added on to the end of it, and I think Saros has started five games in a row. It's just it's a normal night of, of getting rest, but the timing of it, man, I, I, I don't think they could have picked a worse time to to have Saros sit and start Lincoln with everything going on because there is this overwhelming consensus UC Saros is the most the most valuable asset to this team. If they do trade him, they're gonna it's going to be the kind of trade that's going to bring back a haul that will jumpstart a rebuild. I don't think they do trade him, at least not now. I think it could be an offseason move potentially. I, I think they're going to hold on to him for the rest of this year. But I mean, hey, if you if you trade UC Saros now, you bring back you know two or three blue chip prospects, a couple first round picks, and Kevin Lincoln in starts. You're probably not going to win a lot of games this year. I'm not saying you're going to get the first pick and get Connor Bedard, but you'll, you're going to get pretty close to it. So there's worse things in the world than than doing that. But yeah, I, I don't I don't think Saros gets traded. I think the team is going to ride with him for the end of the year, and then maybe in the off season they'll revisit that. I know Preds fans don't want it. You know they 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 still have it's it's you know it's he touched he touched the hem of 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 Pecorine, right? And that's just rubbed off on him and now it's UC and and so I know Preds fans would really hurt because I'm just watching the replies of it, but if you're going to rebuild, you might as well rebuild, you know? Like what's what's the benefit of keeping him if like what you're saying, you can bring back such a haul? Uh do you think that haul is actually viable that they would get that because we I talk about this all the time with GMs, every player has a price. Every player is, it doesn't matter what the sport is, what the player is. Every, everybody has a price because this is a business at the end of the day. So nobody's off the table and a GM is not doing his job properly that if he is keeping one away because of what he may be able to get for the future of it. And right now the Preds are showing the signs that they want to do a full rebuild. Why not get that extra piece just to try to create something new going forward? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, look, Wayne Gretzky, the greatest player in the history of, of the world was traded. So I mean, no one is truly untouchable. Everybody has a price. If if someone comes to David Poyle and he and David Poyle goes out in the media and says, I am absolutely not trading UC Saros. A team calls you up and says, I'll give you three first round picks plus my two best prospects. You're going to at least consider that. So I, from what I've been hearing, the haul that Saros would get back would be minimum of two first round picks, probably another second or a third round pick in there, and then two to three blue chip prospects. There's only a handful of teams out there that have a pipeline deep enough to give them the kind of prospects they would be looking for. I do think if Saros gets traded, you're probably looking at two first round picks, maybe a second or a third, and then like a fourth in the following draft, and then probably two top prospects. I, I don't know who's going to be willing to give up that many players. I mean, certainly you look at Buffalo, 
I think right now they're three points out of the playoffs somewhere in there. If they convince themselves they're one goalie away from making a serious run, it makes sense to do that trade because they have a loaded farm system. They have the forwards and they have some defensemen that would interest Nashville. They would part with the first round picks because they have such a loaded uh, pipeline. And you look at it like they're set up right now to where SARS is 27. He's under contract, I believe, for two more years. This is the kind of trade that for Buffalo, it's not just a rental. It sets them up to make multiple playoff runs over the next couple of years. And if you're the Predators, you would get back the kind of prospects that you're not good enough to draft because you're not picking in the top five of the draft every year. What's the benefit for the rest of the season? I mean, the way that they have kind of set themselves up with really looking on past five years from now, they're not looking at five weeks from now. What do you think for this Predators team as an actual on ice product for the rest of the season. What do you expect to see from this group of guys? Because it does feel like there's a little bit more of a benefit to lose, obviously. But uh, do do you think you're going to see a a better product? Because they have been playing a little bit better uh, since all this has kind of changed. I don't know if it created maybe a little life in them uh, or what, but the team has been playing a little bit better than what we had seen so far through the season. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if the results will be better. Obviously, trading off Matias Ekholm and Tanner Janot and Nino Niederreiter and Granlin, even though Granlin was having a down year, trading off players of that caliber, you're, you're not going to be as good on the ice. And I think it's understood. The players in the locker room understand that. I think best case scenario is the Pittsburgh game from the other night. I think that's best case scenario. You keep it close. It's entertaining for two and a half periods. And then Pittsburgh finally pulls away and gets the win. I think that's the best case scenario for the Predators and for the fan base is to have entertaining games, to have young players like Luke Evangelista and Tommy Novak and Phil Tomasino to get to see them in NHL action. The games are entertaining, so fans aren't tuning out after the first period because they're down four goals. And you're, you're still losing games because, and I know as a fan, there's two camps there. You never root for your team to lose, or it's acceptable in this case because the more you lose, the higher your draft pick is. I think it's okay in this case to root for the Predators to lose because, like you said, the Band-Aid's already off. They're going rebuild. You expect to lose games. So if you go on a 10-game losing streak, you maybe go from having the 10th pick to being slotted where the 3 or the 4 pick is. And when with the NHL draft lottery, being at 3 or 4, we've seen a lot of teams that somehow come out of there projected to be the 3rd or the 4th pick come out with the top pick. And in this draft, if you could if you could land somehow land Connor Bedard out of this draft, with the draft capital you have and the number 10 farm system that you have, like this team would be set up for the next decade. Preds are back. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm hearing. There's a real world. <laughs> Get Preds back. Michael Gallagher has been our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at MG Sports underscore. Michael, thanks so much for jumping on with us, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Good stuff there from Michael. We're going to get him on a whole lot more. Uh, that's That was the first time we had him on. You know, we're always looking for new friends of the show, and I want to consider Michael now a friend of the show. Uh, and I, he's currently with Nashville Post, but he's already put on his Twitter that he is moving on to an undisclosed location. I don't know where that is yet. Uh, but still going to be having him on the show for sure. So if you want to get in, final segment coming up, 615-844-5600. Before we go to break, though, got to talk about our friends over at Play It Again Sports. Look, I, you're talking to somebody that is a Play It Again Sports professional. All right? It's more – I've, I've been a spokesperson uh, for them, but m way before I was ever a spokesperson, my first job, my first job out of, in high school was with Play It Again Sports. That was my first job, was at Play It Again Sports in Hendersonville. And I know a lot of you are just like me. You love sports. You play sports. 
and you probably play a lot of different sports and you've probably bought new golf clubs or maybe you've bought uh, a different tennis racket or or whatever it is you have sports gear that is sitting and just kind of collecting dust they still have life in them but maybe you're not using them as much you need to go check out my friends over at play it against sports in brentwood and hendersonville check them out take that stuff and put it into their stores and they could give you cash on the spot or give you store credit to maybe upgrade those those different items whatever it is like me personally i'm always i'm always in the golf section i really am i am legitimately always in the golf section i'm always working in the hinderville area trying to you know maybe figure out a deal, a little barter, a little negotiation, something like that on upgrading a club. If I see one that's in there and I like that one better than maybe what's in my set right now, go check that out. We're actually going to be doing a live show uh, on March 16th out there at uh, Play It Against Sports in Hendersonville. And for people who love golf, really listen to this one right now because I'm telling you, I'm, I'm actually upset that I'm not going to be able to be a part of it. They are in that, in, in that live show. They're going to be giving away – a Cleveland RXT Zipcore Sand Wedge. That is a $160 wedge that they're going to be giving away for free. You just got to show up. Show up, get entered in, and you get a chance. That's going to be on March 16th, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. that we're going to be there um, at Play It Again Sports in Hendersonville. You come on by, and you're going to get a chance to win a free wedge. Brand new, right there. You'll be able to take the plastic off of it, everything. I'm telling you, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of the listeners that you get a chance to do that. But go check out my friends once again. Play it against sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville. They are there to help you move on from some of your gear, maybe upgrade your gear, and give you cash on the spot. Let's play it against sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville. Good afternoon. Still pretty heavy on 40 East. Just trying to get out past Donaldson Pike as you continue out into Wilson County, especially out just before you get into Lebanon. It got a little bit heavy earlier. 24 carrying a steady flow of traffic through Murfreesboro. Rutherford County has been in good shape with the exception of, however, some radar in Rutherford all the way out into Coffee County also. Hey, Nash Painting, they service all of Middle Tennessee. They're online right now. Check out their ratings at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? 
Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with Geico or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with Geico. Bundling is easy with Geico. Just ask your neighbors. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get A5 Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. Your exclusive Nashville Sports Radio WNSR Skyscan forecast. For this afternoon, skies are overcast with a mild high to 66. A wind advisory goes into effect at 3 o'clock in the morning with showers and thunderstorms developing overnight, low to a blustery 59. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on Nashville Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's TJ Matthews. Sports Radio WNSR. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. The afternoon stretch. Eventually, they'll have music beds for men. We have fun in between the breaks. We have a good time over here on this show. If you want to have a good time with us, jump in. 615-844-5600. How do I have to do, Devlin? Uh, yeah, just call that number. <laughs> Which is? 615-844-5600. Look at the guy. Talk Celtics with me. Oh, Buckeyes, maybe? Big Celtic. No, come on. Don't deal with Buckeyes. We'll get a – there's a caller calls in. I think Buckeye Dan, I believe, is his name. Or he, you know, I mean, it's probably not his real name. Fire me up, Dan. Yeah, I don't know if Buckeye Dan's called since you've started. Uh, Definitely not. I would remember that. Yeah, you sure. would remember him. There's a Buckeye caller. I'm going to know you. Gosh, Buckeye Dan. Buckeyes, you know, just too many of you. I love the Buckeyes, man. <laughs> Married into a family of them, so I just have to deal with it. Every uh, every Christmas, uh, one part of the family, they give me something Buckeye-themed. Oh, give me some examples. So I've got a Buckeye, I've got a Buckeye hoodie. I've got a Buckeye pillowcase. Um, I've got a Buckeye, uh, I want to say it's like a bird feeder or something like that. Okay. I've got a Buckeye... Uh, uh what is the word i got a, it's a it's a poker card shuffler okay uh what else I've, i mean there's so, buckeye socks you let me know what you don't want i know i probably need to bring you some Dude. of these things yeah i've got the buckeye socks that has whoever what, what is y'all's mascot that that big walking brutus bu- brutus yeah mm-hmm. you got the creepy dude you know the buckeye that grew arms and legs and a body syracuse 
What, does, he have, does, does he have a does he have like a like a digestive tract too? Like does the guy grow a whole like functioning body? I don't know the anatomy of my school mascot. <laughs> well, Did you go to right, school? See, right, that's my problem right, with you guys. Right. There's so many Buckeye fans that did not go to Ohio State University. There you go. By the way, that's the yeah, Ohio State University. That's the school you didn't go to. I do. So many of y'all. You have your hat on too right now. You know, you got but none of y'all went. That's my biggest problem with the fan base. I know like two people that went to OSU, and I know like 200 people that are fans that did not go there. That's just the city of Ohio, state of Ohio. Yeah. It's you, a city, though. It takes real. quite a bit of intelligence, believe it or not, to get into Ohio State. <laughs> I did not qualify. And I'm you know, pretty sure all you have to do is like prove that you can spell the word engineer, and then you were in. No. <laughs> you know where I did qualify? You see. Yeah, baby. Says a lot about them. Go Bearcats. Yeah. I cannot stand the Bearcats. You, so much so that you rep them a lot. I have the gear. And, like, so <laughs> now we're just getting off into a tangent. <laughs> it's like I'm about to go into a laundry tangent right I now. I know, man. Hey, tomorrow, laundry day. Got to get it done. It's bad. Got to get it done. Uh, can we fire up? It's the Zach version, but it's Bruno's Bets. Now, it's time to make money off of other people playing sports. Because taking gambling advice from a guy named Bruno isn't shady at all. This is Bruno's Bets. You couldn't tell this is Zach's Bets. Just got it, you know, it's it's like, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm like a DJ at a club, you know what I mean? I'm just working on the fly. That's what it is. Remix. Going, uh, I'm going NBA tonight. Oh, going into your world. Okay, I'm going into a world that some would say is terrifying. On paper, it looks great. Not on paper, on the actual court, it does not look fun. For some reason, it's not working. You know, you put it, it, this is the greatest analogy for how this team is playing right now. Peanut butter is delicious. Jelly strawberry preferably oh yeah delicious you put peanut butter and jelly together on with bread perfect everybody loves a pb and j but when you get that peanut butter jelly combination in the jar no and you try to make that work as your pb and j no on paper it, it works you're like oh yeah th- this is convenient but then the second you bite into that hideous disgusting grotesque pb and j from hell you're like, this sucks. I hate this. Why is this not as good as it should be? Well, that's the Dallas Mavericks right now, mm-hmm. right? Luka, Kyrie, it should all be working. It should all look good, and it has. Separately, they look good on the court. They look good. If you went through their stats, you're dropping 30, and they're losing. They're losing. They're the peanut butter and jelly in the jar. That's what the Dallas Mavericks are right now. But I'm not giving up hope because I know – when you separate those things and get them out of the glass jar, they are yummy and tasty and delicious. And they're taking on the 76ers tonight uh, at home, and they are three-point favorites. So, what is my Zach's bet of the night? It is going to be the Dallas Mavericks hmm. with the points. Wow. And it's going to be Dallas Mavericks and 76ers, I guess, Yep. <laughs> on the over, 229. I don't, I, I don't, I don't hate it because it definitely seems like a due game. Mm-hmm. Like the Mavericks are due for one, and this is a prime time game against the Sixers. 
Joel Embiid, I don't think there's an announcement for his uh, return. He's day-to-day, and they sat him in the last game, but I have to imagine they play him in a primetime game against Dallas in Dallas. But I think that's why the line's at three and a half, because I feel like Vegas, you know, is, is feeling that he might not play. But it, I could be wrong. It could be them thinking he is going to play, and it should be this close. So as we typically do, we like looking at FanDuel for these things. They have a uh, player performance doubles right now. Um, they have Joel Embiid as a double double, uh, and Philadelphia to win at plus one ninety six. I'd stay away because he may not play, exactly. but they have that on there, and that's why I'm. That's where I'm seeing that they may think he does play. I mean, if that's plus one ninety six, then what's the money line itself? Money line itself right now is plus one thirty two. Yeah, so I mean, he's guaranteed a double double. Yeah, he's. I mean, if he plays, he's 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 definitely getting that. Uh, I I'll tell you, I'll I'll throw in. Let me throw in a third. It's always a leg too far, right? That's the best part. Uh, Luka Doncic to get a double-double to win. Dallas to win as well. Plus 186. I'm putting that in there. Put it on the the board. Put it on the board. So this is my three legs. Uh, Two are a parlay. One you can't put as a parlay, which is the Luka Doncic double-double. So the the Mavericks three – Three-point favorites, taking that, and the over of 229 is plus 227. Make a little change on that. And then I'm adding, as just a straight, the plus 186, Luka Doncic uh, gets a double-double, and Dallas to win as well. So where do you think Luka hits the double-double at? Points and? Points and assists. Kyrie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's his best bet, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if you're if you're going to go through there, I don't know what, is, what his averages are uh, so far this season, but – um, I, I'm trying to think, could you see rebounds being one? I mean, he's averaging eight a night, uh, probably not rebounds. It's, I, he's not going to completely dominate on the boards. I, I feel like he really doesn't need to. In this if game. Embiid's not there though, possibly true. That's, that's just where you could see it. So Either way it's, there's pretty good odds. I mm-hmm. think that he hits it. I like it. So you want to add anything to yours? You want to, you want to throw a, a Devlin bet? I, I like a teaser. I, I like now. I'm not doing a teaser. Actually, you know what? I might cook one up. There's four games tonight. I might cook up a little four team teaser. A little teaser. Yeah. You like Devlin's te- Devlin behind the scenes wants to do a Devlin segment that is Devlin's teasers. It's and spe- I approved for football especially. Teasers <laughs> are cash on and f- football. They're amazing. You just you're getting free money. Mm. You take four legs, add six points to each spread, and then it's always like plus three hundred. It's be, always guaranteed money. This next football season, be ready for Devlin's teasers. It's happening. The show is still is in existence, which I plan on it to be. Yeah. This we'll have a Devlin's teasers coming up. I'm gonna clip this and make sure it's, <laughs> it's added added into the next contract session. Yeah. Uh, so what what do you you want to add something in today? Uh, Kyrie's points, Lucas points, Mavs money line. Do you have those off the top of your head, or do uh, I need to jump in real quick? You might quick? have to jump in there. You right? just believe they're going to have it. Yes. Even if it's 100 points, because you're like, I, they're so, there. So, Luka's typically a- above 30, I'd say. I would say Kyrie's is probably around the 25 to 28 range. Guy gambles. So, Luka is 32 and a half right. on his line. Kyrie, 24 and a half. Dude, that was off the dome. Guy gambles. Yeah. So I, I'm can't taking, hide gambling. I'm taking both <laughs> those overs and uh, Moneyline. No, no spread, just Moneyline. Moneyline Dallas? Yes, yes. I like that. I like that. So if you did that, you are sitting. Hold on, I can tell you real quick before we end the show here. Cause that is a plus four thirty-seven ah, parlay. That's right in my range. That is right in your range. So I like it. 
I like it. All right, we are done today. Appreciate everybody who's commented and called in, watched in, however you did. Good interviews. Michael Gallagher this hour. Aria Gerson last hour. Check those out, WNSR.com. You'll be able to hear that on the afternoon stretch tab. Just go right into it. Remember, if nobody's told you, I love you and you matter. Have a great night. We'll see you guys tomorrow, Friday. We're going to end the week the right way.